Welcome to another episode of Life is Wonderful.love podcast, where we talk about anything about healing, recovery, life, looking to know that life is wonderful through our different experiences. Well, here we have it. Now we're back into having another interview, and today's guest We'll be talking about 1111. Help me welcome Miss T. Hey guys, how are you? So let's get to it. Miss T, tell me one thing you love. Uh, one thing I love. Hmm. I love a lot of things, but I think community is is one of the things that I love. And I love community because um, it takes a village to raise a child. And we all are children. So at the end of the day, we're all having to work together to all um, help each other's dreams and aspirations come true. So it's pretty cool how it all is like a tree and everything works from the roots. I like that. I like the perspective. So let's get straight to the questions. You're from Philly. I lived outside of Philly for five years, so I know a little bit about the Philly culture, Philly mentality. So tell me, does coming from Philly make you a better business owner? Kind of like making you tougher, because we all know, even though it's called the city of brotherly love, there's a bit of edge to Philly. So do you Mm -hmm. believe the city can help form you as a business owner? Yes, Philadelphia is probably to me it's like one of the toughest, ruthless, edgy, in like very impassionate um city. Philadelphia is like full of full of um warriors out here who are just making it, turning their pain into passion and getting things done through all the cloudiness and all the negativity. So yeah, to be able to survive out here in Philadelphia and be able to create a nonprofit or a business platform and then grow awareness through marketing is like, if you can do that out here, then you definitely can take your business anywhere in the world and strive. I got it. Let's go to question number two. Mm-hmm. You lost a parent. It was your only parent, your mother, at a young age, 21. And you it changed you. And it also uh, motivated you to start your foundation, 1111. So tell us about the hardships and how you were motivated to start 1111 and the feelings about almost doing a pivot at such an early age of your life? Wow, that's a jam-packed question, but I love it. Um, so, yeah, when I was younger and my mom passed away, I, it, everything fell on my shoulders. So that was the biggest thing. That was, like, the biggest hurt that I ever had to, in, like, endure. Um, and, I, and, you know, I didn't have too much family that were that was trying to understand what I was going through they kind of were just mourning of the loss of my mama, not realizing everything that she has done, worked for, been paying for, whatever. All that fell on my shoulders. So 
it was a lot I had to take care of. A lot was on my plate. A 21-year-old shouldn't have to experience. And after I felt the need of, of family that didn't have to be blood, I was like, yeah, I'm going to start my own nonprofit in lieu of my mom. And she was all about education. And then my brother passed away after her. And um, then I just added him on to my purpose of the foundation, which is helping kids and adults turn pain into passion and passion into profits after the loss of a loved one. So uh, the people who work within the foundation, such as yourself, Hugo, um, we take pride in helping other people get through their pain and their hurt and their grief through mindfulness. So, you know, with fellowship and having a community, it helps me um, keep, keep pushing and just understand that, like, I don't have to go through this by myself. And now that I found a family of people who understand that pain that you, you endure after losing a loved one, um, it, it makes you feel so much better to keep on, um, turning your passion into profit. So yeah, that's, that's about it. And you like to say that the people in your foundation are warriors. Yeah. I call them warriors because it takes a war. I mean, to me, God gives his strongest battles to his like <laughs> most like the the best warriors he ever could. The ones he knows will be able to withhold all the ups and downs in life. So, I mean, he's not going to give that to someone who couldn't handle it. So, and I feel like death is one of the biggest pain points that a lot of people don't tap into until they have to, until something bad happens to them. But if you um, get comfortable with talking about death early on and leaving your legacy behind, um, life becomes a little bit more easier, especially when you walk with the Christ, because you just know there's one purpose that's, you know, to live within self and live through the words in the scripture. So other than that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Warriors are yeah, it is. Correct. Because grief, you know, is a feeling and is one of those most intense feelings, but a lot of us don't know how to process it or deal with it unless, like you said, it's almost placed upon us because someone so close to us died and then all of a sudden we're like, uh-oh, grief. What do I do? How do I, do I deal yeah. with it? Do I run from it? And it's hard. And also it tells you have a lot of stuff. I mean, 11-11's everywhere. It's like, it's in Clubhouse because, you know, we have a room in Clubhouse. But then you also are on IG. You have merchandise. I mean, you really try to push this foundation in a lot of different levels. Tell us all the different. Are you on TikTok? Tell me tell all the different social media that 11-11 is on. Yeah. So we're on everything. Um, right now we're on YouTube. On YouTube, if you go to 11-11, foundation, you can see me sitting down with warriors in the foundation and talking to them about how they're turning their pain into passion. And it gets pretty deep because you get to really see people talking about their their number one like breadwinner or number one um, caretaker who had passed away, who hurt them, who it hurt tremendously. And, you know, they were like, from that day on, they're going to live within that person's name. And do what they know that that person will want them to do. So it's really nice seeing that through the uh, visual perspective on YouTube. And then um, we're on Twitter 
and then we're on Clubhouse, which we run every Tuesday with you, Hugo, and your brand life is wonderful. And it's just nice being able to gather up different warriors and just people who don't know about the foundation in the one uh, group for one to two hours and just talk about one specific title. So it's nice. It keeps you, it keeps people mindful and it keeps them like wondering like, oh, wow. So this foundation that cares about this is talking about this. Oh, that's nice. Like that's a family I would want to be part of. And then tomorrow we're doing a give back. I call it hashtag a few days of happiness. So a few days of happiness are just all the times that we set up shop somewhere in, in a city and we give back to the community. So we're doing that tomorrow with warm clothes and warm food and warm drinks because it's very cold out here in Pennsylvania. And um, we're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. And yes, we have a website, 1111foundation.org. And on the website, I try to push merchandise heavily because um, pe- pe- like seeing is believing. So letting people see the, the lightning bolt the lightning bolt symbol is like key to me so that people can understand like there's people when you see that symbol, you'll know it's a warrior within the foundation. Someone who, who follows like the code of honor that we are trying to push to these kids and to other adults, letting people know that they're not alone in this world. And then we also do stuff. um, We partner with some local businesses in Philadelphia and outside of Philadelphia and everyone just pretty much plays their part. They spread the word about why the foundation is even needed because people don't think they need anybody until they do. And then they're like, okay. And then people always just start trickling in to 11-11. And it's nice to welcome people to the family and let them know they're not alone. So being able to end like Zoom sessions, that's another thing. We, we're going to start up these Zoom Zoom sessions every Wednesday where people can just sit in on um, one of the warriors from the board who just like to talk about different topics, but we get to see each other face to face. And it's a little bit more intermediate sessions than like clubhouses for like just an open, anyone can step in. So trying to do a lot of different things. And then on the website, I keep the blog up to date. So people go onto the Electric 11 News blog, they'll be able to see different things that we do as well with the kids that's coming up and other healthy, nutritious things that we like to Um, push around weekly for the warriors in the foundation or people who are interested in being a part of the foundation. So yeah, that's, it's a lot, but it's needed. It's all needed. So I'm pretty excited about what's to come in the future. Yes, it is needed. Let's move on to question number three. You are a single parent. So tell us about the joys of parenting as well as the hardships and also doing co-parenting? Okay. Well, another jam-packed question. Uh, the, the, The negatives about parenting is that when you have to co-parent with someone else who um, you're not dating anymore, it becomes very difficult because it's two different living styles, um, not under the same household with a lot of different influences on the outside trying to feed into one child. So it's very difficult and you have to be mindful about other people's uh, downfalls as well as your own 
as well as the child. So it's like a lot of energies having them mixed into one little thing and then having like a common goal. So it's pretty intense, but with communication and both people being mindful that all the only thing that really matters is that child at the moment um, is key. So that's probably the hardest thing about co-parenting is being on the same accord. But um, the only negative part is that I feel like, and everything else was like pretty much chosen like you chose to be a parent, whether or not it was protected or unprotected. And you kind of just have a responsibility you have to take on. But the same thing with having a business or anything, it's a responsibility. So you have to be ready for it. And then um, the upside is uh, you, you get to learn, you get to teach somebody a miniature you um, a way of living. So I, I, I feel like that's pretty, that's really fun. Cause it's like having a little AI and you're just <laughs> telling it how to live and they listen. So they might come with disformities or something like that. But at the end of the day, like you produced it and you get to watch it grow and you get to mold it and you get to teach it to be mindful and just be nice and loving and compassion, compassionate. So um, being an only parent is very difficult, but it's it has its uh, it reaps its rewards at the end of the day. So it's pretty nice. Uh, excellent. So there you have it. The three questions in one love with Miss T. So Miss T, as we finish up, is there a way for people to contact you about Eleven Eleven Foundation? What's the best? I mean, anything that's Eleven Eleven. I know we already said that you're everywhere. Is there another where to uh, con- that you'd like people to contact you? Um, yeah, uh, my email for the email for the foundation is contact. E-L-E-V-A-N, contact 11 at, so hold on, let me make sure this is right. Well, I'll I put it in the notes. Yeah, I don't want to give you guys the wrong the wrong email since I have a lot of things that I'm taking on. Okay, so it's contact E-L-E-V-A-N 11 at gmail.com. So I have that up and running and I talk to people through email a lot, so contact 1111 at gmail.com is probably the best way. Okay. Excellent. Well, there we have it. Another episode of life is wonderful.love podcast. So as we wish everybody recovery, healing, and making sure that everybody does understand and lives life is wonderful.